Good afternoon, folks. How you doing? So, uh, morning glory sessions are now in the afternoon because I'm working for the next few days. Anyway, um, so the way I work it is like uh, myself and Michael, we take it in turns about. So one day he'll do three double shifts and I'll do two double shifts and the following week it's reversed. So it means we get about a week off um, every every seven days. We get seven days off. It's, it's a good way to work. But um, one of the things that I noticed when I came back was when I started, our last, sorry, I'm getting myself flustered here. Um, the, the latest program we were doing in Primal, it is, what I noticed was we focus a lot on building strength in Primal, okay? Lifting heavier weights, trying to get ourselves stronger because ultimately, the stronger you are, most things are easier to, to cope with. So, But the, one of the problems with lifting a lot of weight very often, especially as you get older, is you can run into imbalances. You can create imbalances. You can create injuries. You can you can be lifting wrong over a prolonged period of time. And you might get away with it for a certain length of time, but then you'll reach a certain weight and then bang. For me, it was always 200 kilo on the deadlift. I was able to get up to 190, 195, get a 200 for a couple of reps, a couple of weeks, and then bang, something hot in the back. The exact same injury every single time. And it was an imbalance in my core. My facet joint wasn't working properly. Our, uh, the movement of the load was causing a bit of uh, irritation in that facet joint and always seemed to pop out and put me out for a few weeks. And I noticed similar things were happening with the members in Primal. And this is something I think a lot of coaches don't really pay that much attention to. And it's something that I think a lot of coaches may benefit from if they were to maybe step back and analyze themselves. The years of experience of me coaching has taught me that the the younger I, the further I go back, the more egotistical I was. You know, the the my maybe my message for coaching might have been different to my actual ulterior motives when I was coaching. What I've realized is it was almost to feed my own ego to make myself feel better, but it wasn't really helping my members. And the 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 reality is, as a coach, my wants have to come. Lot, lot further back than the actually than the clients needs and the clients wants because ultimately they're the ones paying the money they're the ones build the gym up and they're the ones that are wanting the service. So, I would uh, when I was when I was started out coaching, I would coach everyone the way a fighter would, co would be coached. And back in the day when when I was doing MMA, no one knew what MMA was. It was still called cage fighting, and it was just go hard or go home. It was basically like CrossFit. Only the people doing it were actually hard instead of wanting to be hard. And um, so we used to beat the shit of ourselves. Our our circuits were like, beat the shit of yourself. Our sparring sessions were, beat the shit of yourself. You'd go home, get to sleep, you'd get back up and you would come back and do it again. And ultimately, when you came to the fight, you were absolutely knackered. You couldn't even fight because you were so fatigued. But no one really understood that back in these days because it was, it was a young sport. And uh, <coughs> as I got older, I've, and uh, the injuries have come more pronounced and I've realized that my body isn't capable of doing this. I have had to change my training, change my approach to training and start sort of swallowing my own ego and maybe accepting that I didn't know all that is I that I thought I knew and that my methods were flawed. But that's also put me in a position where I had to learn. I had to go back and start questioning what I was doing, my methods, and redefine them. And I think it's something that a lot of young coaches could benefit from as well, is um, accepting and realizing that they aren't, the, the best in the world and that there are guys out there that know more and that life is sorry let my phone cut, battery's gonna die um that 
life experiences are going to teach you lessons that no book can. And only through prolonged coaching can you expect to become a better coach. You know, the more you coach people, the more mistakes you make, the more you're going to learn. And one of the things that I've noticed um, from when I've coached guys, and this is mainly for guys, it's girls not really as much because these aren't as egotistical. Some of are, but not mostly. Is that guys suffer from it. I'm joking about in the Facebook one there. Um, guys suffer from a disease. It's a virus that's very infectious and it's called eustatus. Because if you get a group of guys into the gym and they're surrounded with deadlift, they're going to start telling you, I used to be able to deadlift this. I used to be able to bench press this. I used to be able to play 90 minutes in a football match. I used to be able to run a mile in the next amount of minutes. Used to itis. What they're, what they're sort of ignoring, and they're purposely doing it subconsciously, they're doing it on purpose, is that they're not, they're not wanting to acknowledge where they currently are today. And this is one of the biggest problems I see in the coaching in the coaching industry and coaching men like guys I coach when you hit 40 it's pretty painful to accept you're no longer 20 when you but because when you're 40 you still feel like you're 20 you still you still look at yourself and go yeah I've still got it you're you're not you're not sort of that cusp of middle age but you're still not willing to let go of that and you still believe that you've got it and you can at 25-year-old, I could smoke him if I needed to. Do you know that sort of ego still there? And what that tends to do for guys is they come in, they see a young guy, a younger guy lifting heavier weights. A lot of them will look and go, especially if they're playing sports stars, they've played, they've been good, high-level sports stars will be more prevalent then. They'll try to lift that deadlift. They'll try to they'll try to match that young guy pound for pound. And ultimately, all they're doing is building up bad habits putting their body under unnecessary stress, unnecessary risk. And ultimately, after a few weeks, they get injured. Now, I noticed this problem was occurring quite regularly in Primal, and that's down to my coaching. And I have to be willing to sort of go, right, okay, I'm giving, the, I'm giving these guys, the members, what they want, not exactly what they need. And Dan John always said this, like a good coach, a coach will give someone what they need or what they want. A decent coach will give them what they need. A great coach will give them what they need and what they want at the same time. So I had to figure it this way. And the last six, seven weeks, what I've started to focus the members on is single joint exercises, single-sided exercises. So give them what they want. They want the deadlift. They want the bench press. They want to do all these things. But I had to find a way of, of engaging their core, um, addressing their mobility issues that are causing injuries when they come to heavier weights. And also... As we've done a 12-week, a heavy 12-week program, or two programs over 12 weeks that were pretty heavy going, their body needed a rest. And this is something that other people need to, other coaches need to realize, um, especially as we get older. The rest period you have, the, the amount of rest you put in is probably more important than the actual work, if you're working. So if you're lifting heavy weights, if you're, if you're going pretty hard, maybe three times a week, it's crucial that you make sure that you're lifting, that you're resting as hard as you lift because that's when the body's going to recover. And I think with the way Instagram is, the way Facebook and social media goes, it's all about how much you're lifting, the joining the 100 club, bench pressing 100 kilo, deadlifting 200 kilo, whatever it is. It's this push to, to get the video up to show people how awesome you are. And a lot of people put themselves at unnecessary risk while doing this. So we stepped back and we started doing single leg, single leg stuff. So single leg deadlift, single arm bench press on Busu, on a Swiss ball, sorry. Um, single arm rows with presses and a shit ton of mobility 
we also threw in some kettlebell complexes because kettlebell complex means you can use a lighter load, but you're going to be in, you're going to be lifting higher, you're going to be doing higher reps, meaning that you're going to get a workout without as much of a risk put onto the exercises. What's happened is that through this la- over this last six weeks, the guys and girls, their core has become um, a lot stronger. They have actually noticed themselves the imbalances between the left and the right side, their dominant side, their non-dominant side. And they're starting to become more aware of where their problems could be lying when it comes to the main lifts. Now we're about to go, well, I was going to leave it for another week, but I'm going to go in, we've done six weeks. So next week we're going to start a new program and it's going to be a lot much more intense program. And then the more intense is, but I what I'm expecting is that one, we've been doing, we haven't lifted heavy for six weeks. So for the first week or two, people's, expectations will be a bit lower then muscle memory will kick in once that muscle memory kicks memory kicks in and people are getting into the groove again and lifting the weights i expect to see a significant improvement in the bench presses in their deadlifts and their squats because they've been focused so much on their balance and their core that when it comes to engaging and they've, they've spent a long time like my, most of my members have been with me two three four five years and um they're going, they're going to have like a good foundational level of strength already built in. So taking a six-week step back, using lighter loads, but keeping the um, the stress levels high in that the movements are more controlled. There's a lot of uh, balance required and fixation required, which is a different sort of workout for them. They haven't really focused on that that much, which means they were coming out of their gym sweating. Like a lot of people want to sweat anyway, but their balance and their core become a lot stronger. So I'm expecting to see massive, massive gains in their, not massive gains, but a fair good gain in their, their 1RMs, their 5RMs, et cetera, at the end of this next program. And it's something that I, when I'm talking to uh, trainers, I'm seeing a lot of them actually not not even focusing on this, not, not, not regging on their heads, because, like I said, the industry seems to be focused on getting guys and girls their one RNs, get lifting them, making them lift as heavy as possible so they can they can boast their friends and the, the coaches and the trainers can put those videos up and attract other people because that is what the fitness industry has become. But the reality is when you're 40, when you're 50, whatever, how is being able to deadlift 200 kilos, say, right, good, decent weight, how is that going to cross over to your everyday life? Because this is where the the, the the head loggers or the lower heads come together. What you want is what the industry is telling you you need or what you want. You want to lift heavy weights. Boom. What you need is to be able to move free, pain-free, have the strength for everyday tasks, have the energy to play with the kids, etc. And the deadlift and the powerlifting style exercises, it's putting you at risk. Yes, you're dead, you're lifting loads of weight and you're feeling awesome in the gym. But outside of the gym, is it really crossing over that much to improving your life? Could your time be spent more productively in the gym, focusing on lifting weights in a, in a way, or maybe in a way that's more beneficial towards your uh, your overall body structure, or maybe improving your mobility? Most guys I know in their 40s and 50s play golf, play a bit of five-a-side. If you want to feel good about yourself, most guys, I, when I get when I, guys doing kettlebells, I've got a few... Um, golf programs that I would give the guys who would play golf, they're adding 10, 15 yards to their drive. While not a big deal for them, that is pretty cool. That's a, that's an awesome thing for them to do and it makes them feel better. They're able to 
for girls, they're able to they don't have to ask their husbands to move an object. They can they can pick it up themselves. They can move it and lift it somewhere else. That's an everyday crossover. To, that's a crossover. Sorry, to everyday life. And this is what I try to tell people to understand. Your your goal for training is to improve your daily tasks. Getting out of bed every morning get out of, without pain, without having any pain. A simple one that one of my one of the members told me about, which was never thought about it. He was like, Paul, I was so big, I struggled to wipe my own arse. That's like now now I can. He lost the weight, he's increased the mobility. He can wipe his own arse. That may sound like well, everyone should be able to do that. But in today's society and the and the way some people live and the, the way we eat and our habits, that is a genuine concern for a lot of people. Getting out of a chair and be able to sit back in a chair, these are common problems that people are starting to face in their 40s and 50s because of the lifestyle they're choosing to live. For that person, deadlifting 200 kilo is so far down the road, so alien, that it's no interest. What they want is the answer to their everyday problems. And as those everyday problems are addressed and their quality of life increases, then they can start moving towards the lifting the, the numbers, the numbers game and just you know fueling the ego slightly. But I think as a coach, as a trainer, more and more coaches could benefit their clients a lot more by actually focusing on their needs. And you know, actually under and this this comes from conversation. <laughs> My members hate me because I literally talk the fucking leg of a stool with them. As you can see, I talk every day on this shit. But I talk to them all the time and I always try to get deep into understanding them and what their problems are. Because it's only through understanding the person as an individual can I get an idea of what their life entails. And when their life when I understand what their life entails, I'm then able to take the generic program that we're doing that's on the board and give small adaptations to that individual. Maybe he's a golfer, maybe he needs, maybe he's struggling with his rotation. Add a few rotational mobility exercises in that. That's going to improve his golf game. It's going to make it be better. And he's also getting stronger. He's also getting more mobile. Small individual um, changes for each in the, for each member means that they their quality of life is a lot better. And this is, this is something I excel at. I'll be honest. I, I excel at designing programs that can be used by the masses, but then jumping inside that and tailor, tailoring it for the individual. And when you can do that, and you can make an impact on that person's life, then they're more they're more open to listening to what you've got to say. You've proven you've give you've set the proof in, in stone that you can help them, and then they're going to be more open to listen to you. And it's something I'm seeing the coaches, young coaches, struggling with. So this is this this chat saying that coaches, young coaches, and the guys in their forties and fifties, lads, if you're struggling, if you're in your forties and fifties, if you're just coming out of your training, if you're just sorry getting back into training after a 10, 15 year layoff. Accept where you are today and work from that point. And genuinely, I would encourage anyone who can to go and seek out a high-level coach, someone with a lot of experience, and listen to what they say and put your trust in them because ultimately you've got one body, right? And when you get the, you get the my, my point in life and you're starting to get that middle age bracket, injuries take a long time to recover from. And they can be off-putting. You, you can be getting yourself through that momentum. Just hit a stupid movement. Bang, your shoulder goes, your back goes, your hamstring, something goes. And you're out for six, seven weeks. And that six, seven week layoff, you'll probably find a lot of guys end up 
six months down the line and still haven't, haven't trained in it for a long time because they've got out of that habit and training is about habit. And if they'd just been given an easier introduction exercise and built from that point, you'd probably find that energy wouldn't have happened and the quality of life and their quality of movement would have improved massively. So just a quick one today. I'm just seeing a lot of guys making mistakes of jumping into high-intensity high, high programs, not ready for it. And I'm seeing a lot of problems with young coaches training older guys like they are young men still. But unfortunately, the young coaches, they don't have the... They don't have the uh, the foresight to they understand this because they've never. If you're 25 years old, you've no concept what it's like to be 45 years old. You don't understand it because you've you, you've never been there. So if you're a young coach and you've got an older client, start them back a lot later. Work on mobility. Work on movement. If you're an older guy, middle aged guy, drop the ego. Come into the gym feeling a bit um ready to be humbled with your with your. Uh, what you believe you can do and what your body's actually capable of and just accept where you're at and build from that point. Anyway, that's enough waffling today. I will uh, speak to you hopefully tomorrow. If not, I'll see you as Monday. Have a good day.